received an audio message from corporate. Delilah, we are delighted to hear about this discovery. Judging by your audio log, about a third of your data has been received. Additionally, we are assembling a team to take over this research. However, this is not your priority nor your brief. You are ordered to abandon the cavern and push forward towards the deposit. That is the main objective of this whole expedition. I understand that by pushing forward, you will have to remove the rig and that will break the seal and expose the cavern to foreign microbials. However, our analysts have determined that any harm done will be of minimal financial consequence for Enron. The deposit, on the other hand, represents a significant investment, the value of which far exceeds what is in the cavern. You are ordered to push through and secure the deposit by any means necessary. Kindly confirm your compliance. Oh, God. What am I supposed to do with that? Ugh, this is bullshit. After everything and now this? This is wrong. God, think, Delilah, think. I'll have about four days, maybe, before they'll be able to track my progress. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but how? I'll have to figure it out later. Um. Orders received. End of audio log 20. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, you guys? This is your host, Brandon. And this is Blake. And this is the Sticky Buttons podcast, your favorite video game podcast. And let me tell you, Brandon, a lot, a lot has happened this morning. A lot has happened today in preparation for this recording here. And dude, I just got to tell you, man, I was biking. I took a little trip to the farmer's market in my old neighborhood and I biked back. And dude, the wind, the wind was just so strong. I was I was biking so hard, man. And I was just like, I felt like I was in an anime, like trying to like breathe as hard as I could. Like I was trying to like control my breathing, trying to like get back here in time to record. And my legs were just pumping. I felt like I was in an anime, dude. <laughs> it sounds, definitely sounds like you could have been in an anime. And I had a, I felt some of that wind, you know, I was like, thought I was going to go out today, maybe get some shots up, but it's pretty chilly today for a spring. Yeah, it's so. definitely, I think it's like 40 degrees right now, but it's definitely, I don't know. I mean, like, it looks nice outside, the sun shining, and it looks like it would be a nice day, but it's a little bit chilly, a little bit windy, but yeah, man, I'm having a good time. I feel like I got the, the blood flowing, so that's nice, man. That brings you some good energy, I guess. <laughs> what did you get at the farmer's market, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, man, I got some bread and apples, so I always get sourdough because i don't know man just something about like getting bread fresh from like a like a person that makes bread it's just i don't know it's something that my family always did growing up and then i guess like going to the grocery store when i was in college i was just like man like this bread just sucks and i just when like one day i was like you know what i've been buying bread from a grocery store since i was in college because i was i don't know it's just, it's just what you do and then i was like i miss having like real bread so i I don't know, man. The stuff that you can get in the store just doesn't compare to like fresh bread that you can get from a farmer's market. So I always pick up my bread there. Got some fresh apples. And I actually, oh my gosh, man. I actually got something that I, I haven't tried it. I'm honestly, I've never even seen it before. I thought, I don't even know, man. I thought it was like a fairy tale or something, but like hot cross buns. Have you ever heard or seen a hot cross buns? 
Sounds familiar, but what is I that? I think there's like a, like a kid's song, Hot Cross Buns, Hot Cross Buns or something. Let me look that up really quick. See if there's like a Hot Cross Buns song. I think it's like, it's like a kid's song. Yeah, it's a, it's a nursery. Oh, wow. Nursery rhyme and Bible songs for kids. Hot Cross Buns. One a penny, two a penny, hot cross buns. Anyways, I didn't think they were a real thing. And I saw like two vendors selling hot cross buns and I picked them up. I got one from each place. I don't know how they are. And then there was like a little sign and it said that it was a springtime. Actually, I took a picture of it. Let me pull that up. I don't read you exactly what the sign said. It says hot cross buns, traditional springtime sweet bread with dried fruit and raisins topped with buttercream icing and the icing is in a cross. So they literally kind of just look like a sticky bread bun and they look super good. So I don't know, man. Sounds delicious. I had to try it. Yeah, dude, I'll try it. I'll let you know, man. I didn't even know they were real, to be honest. So that was kind of cool for me this morning. Oh my gosh. Also, they had this thing at the farmer's market. So I got a syrup guy, Brandon. His name's Tony. I like Tony. I buy his syrup. He, he had this like demonstration thing that I think, I don't know, maybe it was like his wife or his kids were doing. And basically they were like cooking up this syrup in like a really thick, gosh, like syrup mixture. And they were pouring it over ice. And then they took like a popsicle stick and were like swirling it around with the ice and it just like cools it really fast. So it's like a hot syrup that cools it really fast. And then it like becomes like a toffee and they were giving them out of samples. Sounds delicious. And that was really cool. So that was the fuel that I used to get home. That's some maple candy toffee. Dude, that sounds delicious, man. Shout outs to them for, for making that happen. Yeah, it's really cool, man. Super dope family. I personally, I, I just love like going to a farmer's market. I feel like it's such a personal way to get your groceries and like get things that you need for the week. And I don't know. I just love that like human touch, man. But yeah, yeah I think... One time I was there and they're like, yeah, we're like the grocery store that smiles back. So <laughs> I always thought that was funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. But on to some video games, man. I did something pretty cool. Actually, it was a couple of weeks ago, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it. I participated in an official Pokemon tournament. And I just want, have you ever done that? You know, I've never participated in a Pokemon tournament, like an in-person tournament. No, it was all online. And it was, uh, I guess to clarify, because they have a lot of different kinds of Pokemon tournaments. It was a, like a video game 2v2. I don't remember what it was called, like what the tournament was called. But basically they had like, they were lax rules that they normally wouldn't have. And you could play with like legendaries. And I misinterpreted the rules. And I thought you could have one legendary from this list of legendaries but no, like there were teams that I went up against that were all legendaries <laughs> and safe to say, those are the ones that I lost, but it was really cool, man. So basically the, another reason that I participated in this tournament is they were as a, I don't know, like a gift, they were giving away a shiny Galarian Zapdos. So it was basically the Galarian Zapdos, which is like the, I think it's flying and fighting Zapdos that they have for in Pokemon That's Sword dope. and Shield. Yeah, it was really cool. I have to search that up because that just sounds crazy. Yeah, and but they did it in... Shiny like, too? Yeah, yeah. So I have a yellow one. Oh, okay. I see it. Oh, it's yellow? I thought it was orange. Well, it's. I think orange is how like the original Galarian Zapdos is. And I think they, 
they did this in like the DLC. Yeah, yeah. So that's the orange. Yeah, it's like orange and black. That Zapdos. That is. Oh my gosh. Shiny Galarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm totally losing the the Crown Tundra DLC. That is what it was. So like in the Crown Tundra DLC, they basically did a Galarian form of Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres. And they're doing this tournament where like the last tournament was, and they basically, so they gave all these legendary birds, new forms and new color schemes and the shiny versions that they're releasing for these like three part tournament is the Galarian forms, but in the original color schemes. So I think that's, that was pretty cool. I did miss the the Articuno one, but I think Articuno, like the original Galarian one is just so sick that I don't think I would use the shiny anyway. So I might get the Moltres just because it was kind of fun to participate in this tournament. And I don't know, man, I have a ranking now, Brandon. Like, <laughs> So I guess the way that it works is you start out with a score of 1500. And if you have a score of 1500, like your ranking or your player score, that means you have not participated in a battle yet. And basically I played five tournaments or I played five matches. I won three of them and lost two of them. And the two that I lost, I mean, it was a team of, so basically you, you make a team of six and like, you have to like prep it before the tournament and then you submit it like the day of, and I'll tell, I'll tell you my team in a second, but so basically of those six, that's like your roster. And then whenever you go into a battle, you choose four and then the other person chooses four too. So you can see their whole lineup is six, but you don't really know what they're going to pick for their four. So I'm pretty positive that I had, I mean, it was my first tournament. I won my first match, lost my second. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but I ended up doing like, I played five and I won three, lost two. But the two that I lost, I was like, there's no way I could have won because they had four like stacked legendaries. And I only had one legendary on my team. So it was pretty cool, man. I would definitely recommend it. It went like the whole weekend and you only like had to participate in three matches to to get the shiny afterward but i mean it was pretty fun i truly had a blast with it so i guess my i did play around with it a little bit but the team that i stuck with for most of my matches was i started out with slow king and oh man i'm blanking on on who my who that would have been oh i remember i would have started out with slow king and hatchream i think slow yeah slow king and hatchream no no i'm sorry i apologize Because I definitely had, okay, I know the four. I know the four. It was Gengar, Kyogre, Slowking, and, oh, man, I forget the name of it. But it's basically, it's the, oh, my gosh. I don't remember what it's called. It's basically, it's like the poison one. It's got, like, the barbs on it. It's kind of weird. It kind of looks like like an upside-down bell. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. It doesn't. Is it a grass type? Yeah, I think it's like grass poison, maybe. I think Ferrothorn. Uh, I don't think it's Earth that one. I think that's like that's grass and steel. Yeah, it's not that one. Here, let me. I guess I'll just do a quick search, but I don't know if it's all that point important. So you're at a one point five one loss ratio. Yeah, I feel pretty that's good. A, I'm pretty good about it. Impressive. But you, I mean, like truthfully, man, it was just really fun, and it was just interesting because, like, there's in competitive. I'm so like I did a little bit of research and. I truthfully, man, like I was barely into it. All right. I found a picture of it, but I can't remember what the name of it is. So it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> that other Pokemon was, but yeah, I mean, like, truthfully, man, it was really fun. Like, there's some, there's just so many strategies that you can use. I, the kind of strategy that I used is I would try and knock like two other Pokemon out as fast as I could with Kyogre because he is, I think it's, I don't remember what move it is, but basically, he, I think maybe it's like Water Sprout or something, but he has like a, a really powerful water move that can attack both the, like, it hits both of the people. You know what I mean? Like it's like the, the two, because it was a double battle. So it was, yeah. yeah, basically there was like one move that he has like really good in doubles. And then if I like got down to it, I would use Gengar and that other Pokemon that I can't remember the name. And I would put him to sleep and I would use like Baneful Bunker, which is a move basically like raises your defense up. And if they like hit you, I think they get poisoned maybe. So it was pretty cool. I was kind of using like a little bit of status effects and a little bit of some moves and I had a good time with it. I didn't max out my EVs or anything like that just because I didn't, I tried to do it on another Pokemon one time. And then I was like, I feel like this is not going the way that I thought it would. So I, I was just like, you know what? I think I'm good. <laughs> so maybe I'll do some more research into that, but all in all, I had a good time with it. So maybe you should, for this next one, I think you can do a, you can get like a mole trace, which is like a flying fire. So maybe you should participate in that. Yeah, man. We got to both participate. Hopefully we get to. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't really, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of players. So I don't really know how it works, but I mean, I definitely, I think I don't, I think I played a couple people from either. I think I played one person from China, maybe one person from Japan. Oh man. So, I mean, like it was pretty cool because they, they do. One thing that I'm going to make sure that I do next time, I'm going to make sure that, I mean, I actually, my trainer card looked pretty cool. Like it was pretty unique compared to like what other people had, but they do like, whenever you fight the other trainer, they put your card and then it's like their card, your card. And there's like a big versus that appears on the screen. And it was really cool. I mean, like they definitely played it up a little bit and it was just so fun that it's in like the big arena in the game. Very cool. You got to check it out. Yeah, definitely recommend that to anyone. Especially because, like, you don't have to, and, like, you don't have to make a stack team because they make everybody's levels the same. So so they'd, like, raise you up if you were below. And if you're, all of my Pokemon were at level 100, and they just brought them down to level 50. So it's more about the strategy at that point than, like, the power. Still, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I think I'm ready to move on to the next topic. Is there anything you want to talk about before we jump into that? On a good note, I passed all my midterms. Oh, let's go. So, That's hype, dude. I passed all my midterms. And yeah, so looking forward to studying now, getting ready for finals. I was going to go somewhere for spring break, but I was like, uh, I didn't do so hot on one of my midterms. So I got to really spend time with the material. So I'm not going to travel and do the right thing and study. Definitely, man. Well, I'm glad that you passed. But are you going to be doing any like local trips around here? Maybe, I don't know, just doing some small and local on spring break. I might, I mean, I'm, I'm in the cusp of you know, getting a new job. So if that happens, probably getting to know the new area, travel in there. That'd be awesome. You want to say what it is or you want to maybe say later? I'm keeping a little key till it happens. For me. Yeah. Can't speak too soon. Yeah, I get that. Fingers man. crossed. Well, I'll put some good vibes out there for you, man. Everybody put some good Thank vibes you. out there for Brandon. Keep him in your thoughts. Let's get him get him a better bag. And 
it's a better headspace to do some do some schoolwork in. Yep. It's gonna put me closer to school too, which is good. So I can go to the library whenever. Yeah. Where you work is kind of far from from where your stuff is, it seems. Mm. But do you have a bike? Have you biked at all? Do you bike from like one place to the next? You have a bike, don't you? I do, but I don't want to necessarily take my bike everywhere. It's a pretty nice bike. Yeah, I actually I took mine. Man, this is the first time I've taken mine into the city and locked it up. And I was like, man, do I need to like take my water bottle with me? Like, <laughs> I, I almost took, I almost, I almost took my lights with me too. But I was like, I'm gonna be here for like, it's gonna be here for like ten minutes. And it was in a pretty open area, but yeah, I, I mean, know. it's the day. Why would you need your lights? Well, Grant, I don't take them off. So. <laughs> <laughs> you always leave them on. I just always leave them on, man. You know, honestly, sometimes like if it gets like dark or something, I'll put my back flasher on. It's just like a red blinking one. I'll put that yeah. on just for yeah, I do too. I like that one. I like the blinking lights because they're like hard to miss, especially when you're driving. Yeah. I don't really, man, I truthfully, I try to stay off the roads as much as possible. And I try to take like the designated bike pass in the parks and stuff. So that's kind of what I like. Not not you. (laughs) Those designated bike paths are not the best paths, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I like being like in the parks, and I was like next to the river, so I like that. I appreciate that. On a day like today, though, next to the water, it's gonna be windy. It's gonna be windier than most other places in the city. My quads, man. My quads were burning. (laughs) <laughs> that's why your hair looked like that when you came on i was like ew bleep. <laughs> like bro what were you doing before you got on the court <laughs> that explains it oh my god i have this like a roadie that i put on under my under my helmet do you know what a roadie is, is that sounds like a mic is that like a mic <laughs> I put on a company no no, no. Here, here. let me let me grab it real quick so i can show you and then i'll describe it so a roadie is basically it's just like a hat but it's like really thin and I'm going to put it on for Brandon, but it's basically, it's kind of like, a, I used to use this when I had long hair and basically it keeps your hair like in one place. And like, if you're sweating, it keeps kind of like wicks your sweat away and stuff, but it's like a really goofy looking hat. Like it looks ridiculous. It's a Damien hat. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, it really is, man. But it's like, and it's got like this build that like you can flip up the different ways. Yeah, I love those. I have one of those too. Yeah, it's really nice because when you put the helmet on, you can flip the bill up and it makes it like aerodynamic. Oh, that's what it does? Yeah. I didn't know that. That makes sense because my roadie, I never wear it with my helmet on top. But now if I wear my, when I don't wear my helmet on top, it flies off sometimes. So it makes sense that I put that. Yeah, it's really nice because it keeps the airflow really moving. I mean, it's really just like a flap of, I don't know, it's kind of like a flap of hat and it just really protects the air. Helmets are meant to be like aerodynamic and they have like, ways that the air can get through but like if you're going at top speed like sometimes it can get dislodged but if you have this it also it doesn't like go forward because it hits the bill of the roadie so i don't know man i'm never going back after i started doing the started using the roadies i'm never going back never going back to no roadie (laughs) i love that fucking word (laughs) it's a funny word man and like there's so many indie bike brands that they make like cool designs for those roadies like this one I think it's, I don't know, it's just kind of like squares and like a geometric pattern, but I mean, they're all cool colors. So, and you can, when you see somebody like in their biking, like you'll see that this roadie bill, like you'll see the roadie bill, their helmet. And like, it just like adds their like front appearance. So 
I'm about it. I think it's kind of cool. And it's a cool way to, I mean, like they're pretty cheap and you can, not that like you need to like, customize your biking outfit because we all look like dorks. When we... <laughs> I, think, I think it's kind of like a cool way to like stand out, you know? Anyways, back to video games, man. Yeah, seriously, bro. I learned a new skill this past week, Brandon. It's a new skill that I've been wanting to learn for a while. And I did it in a way that was like really cool. So when I say this, man, actually, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't text you about this, but I knew it was like your, your midterm weeks. I didn't want to bother you, but I built my own console. I built a console this week and I what learned the? how to micro solder. What the? Here, let me, let me send you, I'll send you a picture like of what this thing looks like. So this thing is kind of like a handheld thing called a nibble. <laughs> <laughs> which sounds terrible but it's from the uk so <laughs> i guess you can't really blame them for having like a weird name but yeah it's called n-i-b-b-l-e if you want to google it and it's from circuit mess is the creator and basically it's kind of like a steam kit for kids and it's a way for them to learn how to well it, it says kids and adults not i mean we're all kids deep down but basically it's just kind of like a I don't know, kind of like a steam kit or kind of like a Lego set, but not really like you start with a box of parts and then you create something towards the end. And basically it came with all the, like the buttons and a motherboard, like a PC board, the screen and like a thing where the batteries go in. And I had to, had to learn how to micro solder all of these parts together and I learned how to do it. I learned how to micro solder. I put all the parts together and then with a screwdriver, I screwed all the parts together, like the case and stuff. And I made this, this thing and it doesn't really do anything very cool. Like it plays like snake and space invaders. And if you're interested, it also like, there's a program that you get access to once you buy this kit and you can learn how to code your own games. But I'm not, I was not really as interested in that aspect of it. But that's like half of half of what it is getting access to this program and the tools to make your own game. But it was really cool. I mean, it said it would take you two hours. It took me about two hours. And I don't know, man. I it was very cool. Like I really wanted to learn how to micro solder because I wanted I want to mod an old Game Boy that I have. And that's kind of how I got tipped off onto all of this. There's like a whole modding community online where people will like take old Game Boys and they'll mod them into, they'll put like a new screen on them and they'll just like make them new, kind of like refurbish them. It'll bring new life into these old systems. And especially like we both started out with like a Game Boy. I just thought it would be so cool if like I could learn how to, I guess, put a new screen on my Game Boy. And I feel like that would just breathe so much life into it and into the catalog of like cartridges that I still have. So because I mean, like if you take a Game Boy today, I love the way the games look and stuff, but like the truth is the screen is just kind of tough. I mean, the screen's from the early 2000s, maybe even before, depending on the Game Boy. And it just- Yeah, we're spoiled. Yeah, man, like my it takes phone. Me back to, yeah, I was like- It takes me back to the conversation we had like early on in the podcast, like one of the earlier episodes where you just talk about playing on old consoles and mm-hmm. it's nice, but- at a certain point, there's a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's hard. It gets challenging because you're putting up with old game hardware that can't do as much. And it's, you know, an old 
game design. And the thing is, it, it's just challenging. Like you want to experience these games that you love, but it, it's hard and there are barriers. Hard. And I think for me, the technology is the biggest barrier because like, truthfully, man, like I, I've been downloading some Game Boy ROMs and playing them recently. And I, like, I don't think the games are bad. And like, I truthfully, man, like we'd had an episode, you know, last summer where we played that Google game where it was really just like the four directional pads and the space bar. And that was very simplistic. Yeah. And I had an absolute blast with that. It was goofy. It was fun. It had a great art style. And now that I'm, this is something that we talked about when we talked about the Nintendo Switch online catalog. Those are like NES and SNES games. And like, those were made well before we were even born. And for me personally, when I take like a Game Boy Advance cartridge, I'm like, oh, this is kind of like what it was when I was a kid. Yeah, it feels nostalgic. It feels familiar. But I feel like for me, that's like the baseline. And I feel like I can go back, but it's hard. But anything forward from that, I feel like is good. Does that make sense? Because it's me experiencing a game. That was my earliest expectations. So if it meets that, then I feel like I can go forward. But like, I feel like I have a hard time going back past the, like the Game Boy era. That makes sense. That does actually make sense. So I just wonder if there's something to that. So now that I've kind of like realized that, and a lot of that is in part due to the Nintendo Switch online catalog that we get access to. Like, yeah, I'm sure that those games are good, but it's so hard to play those in 2022, you know? But I, for some reason, I don't find it hard or as hard to play the Game Boys. So I really wanted to do one of these Game Boy mods. And in order to do that, you need to know how to micro solder. And you need to, you need to micro solder one point. And it's really just the screen brightness, being able to adjust the screen brightness. And you like, there's a kit out there. It's like $60. And I think you only need to do one micro solder or like micro solder one point, one wire to the board. And which also I've learned some new terms. So like the motherboard is like on a PC board and basically like all the wires and stuff are like inside the board, which is pretty cool. So if you took the, if you took a game board apart, that like flat piece, that's the PC board or PCV board. Yeah, I'm learning new things, learning new terms. And so that's like what you would solder a wire to. So basically in this kit, I had to do 30 or 40 some solder points. And this kit only that I want to do for the Game Boy only requires one. So I feel like now I'm completely qualified to do it. <laughs> so I'm feeling good, man. I think that maybe I'll make a video about that someday. Dude, that sounds like a great video idea. I need to learn how to solder. You know, man, it's... it's solder a new one. It was really not that challenging. I thought, and so I guess, let me say this, Brian. Let me say this about it. I have a, truthfully, I don't have many fears in this world. I'm scared of hot things. And like, it's not debilitating. Like I have to touch hot coffee. Like I have to, you know, take hot things out of the oven. I cook, you know, <laughs> I just, it's a very rational fear. I just don't like hot things, man. And like, I've been burnt a fair amount of times. Like I don't like freak out, but I just don't like to be burnt and I don't like hot things. So basically like what you're doing when you're soldering, you're like melting metal on metal so that the metal can connect to the metal so it can have like an electric current go through it. So in one hand, you're holding this like super hot tip that can liquefy the metal. So like the metal that you are melting that kind of like beads up and that you melt is like in the, like a wire. 
it, that's just it's kind of just how it's like presented because you can touch the tip of the wire to the solder point and it pretty much liquefies you know immediately and then you can touch the the hot metal to the pcb board so it's kind of like you're just like melting metal and that used to be like what i wanted to say with that is like if i can do it anybody can do it it's really not that it's not super challenging you just have to i think do practice like practice it and yeah man if i can overcome my fear of hot things you can do it too <laughs> that's interesting i would have never guessed that you had that fear well i mean like it's not a big deal i don't like to be burnt i guess i don't know i feel like it's very rational how do you feel about sunburns they don't bother me as much because it's like it happens very gradually i mean like it's uncomfortable i'm also I am so white brained I've I've gotten sunburned so many times in my life. <laughs> I just kind of put up with I can it. Imagine. But I don't know. Like sometimes like if I'm taking something hot out of the oven, I'll like tense up, but I can do it. Like, you know. <laughs> you tense up like you'll be there, like Yeah, like my shoulders will go up. I'll just like try I don't know. But I mean like it is what it is. Everybody's got something. And that's mine. So Hey, man, video games is helping me overcome my fears, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure when you defeated a, a, a hot boss, the boss that shoots fire, you probably felt cool. Yeah, beat him with ice, too. That makes me, that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that's a great segue. You want to talk about some Elden Ring, man? Yeah, dude, let's get into some Elden Ring. What have you been up to, man? I, I hear you've been moving... Slaying bosses in these Elden streets. <laughs> I've beaten one boss. Let me see. Let me pull up what the name of it is. Is it Margit the Fallen Omen? Margit the Fell Omen? Yeah, yeah. Margit the Fell Omen. Yeah. That is the, I think, is that the first boss that you can? I mean, I don't really know how this game I is believe, structured. So but. He's, I believe he's one of the Elden Lords um, that once sat on the throne. He's a demigod, and he has a fracture, the Elven Ring, Brandon. But I vanquished him. I vanquished the foe. He's done so. How many? Okay, well, that's that's a mini spoiler. Is that a, is that foreshadowing? You know, you, you know. Say? <laughs> yeah. If you know, if you know, you know. Okay, so well, I feel like I beat him, but maybe not. But basically, yeah. Now I'm storming the castle, and honestly, Brandon, I'm a little bit. I feel not like cheated. I just am a little bit mad, you see, because it took me. Do you know how many times it took you to beat Margaret the Fell Omen? Simply, I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> I really want to talk about that. <laughs> well, I don't even know. I can't even count, bro. I was my first boss. I was just getting to know the ropes. Yeah. Oh, man, a lot of times, moving at that, a lot of times. Okay. Well, it took me three not to rub it in. But don't worry, because I'm immediately humbled because there's a stupid knight inside the castle that has killed me countless times. And I'm I'm just a little bit like, man, how can I have killed this boss in like three goes and then just like get wrecked by this single knight? I think the thing is, I think a lot of it has to do with spacing. And I almost got him and I was able to. So basically, he's like inside this room that has like very... It's a very small, confined space, yeah. And I was able to... Is this in the Raya Lucaria? I don't know. Academy? I think it's... So after you beat Margaret the Fellowman, you can go into the castle. And it's pretty shortly after that. 
but yeah, I know what you're talking about. I hated that. He's a big night lady and like it's a dark room you walk in yep. and he's like in a corner. In a corner, yep. And he has like a big two headed sword. Well, he's got, I think he does have a big two handed sword, but he's also has this big shield and he has this ability that he can like, I don't know if he like slams the shield down, there's like airwaves that circle around him. And if you get caught in those airwaves, yeah. you get like thrown yeah. off your feet and then he can like pretty much like mess you up if you get caught in that. So yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I'm kind of struggling yeah, he was with mean, that. Bro. Yeah, I'm he was that. mean. I had to just, I remember I, I died to him so many times and I was like avoiding him for a bit. I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to deal with that shit because this is Elden Ring and you could totally do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I ended up having to go back in there for an item, for a mage. Like it was just a mage related item. So I had to kill him. Yeah. And uh, I just had to stand my ground. It would have to be done. Yeah, I got it. That's that's he's next on my list. So once I get him, I don't know, man, I'm kind of just exploring. I feel like I haven't really discovered any cool items yet that I really want to like use. So I don't know. I kind of looked up I looked up a guide for or just looked up some cool items that you could get for the samurai. And there was like a cool armor set. And I was like, oh, like I'm going to go for that. Yeah. And then he like pulled it up and then he's like, all right, so this is going to be all the way over here on the side of the map. And I was like, I haven't gotten there yet. I don't know what that is, man. So I kind of just like, I watched like 15 you seconds of the it. video. I just closed it out. I was like, I'll come back to this later. So you could just rush over there. Like a lot of those guys, you could just go over there, get what you need. And you could just come back when time's appropriate. You know? Yeah, I could. As far as like an armor set, that could help you out a lot throughout the game and like fighting bosses and just make the overall playthrough really helpful. Because that's what I did with the mage, with the mm -hmm. astrologer. I just followed like, other people. What they kind of did for their astrologers and, and that made my playthrough just that much more pleasant. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm kind of at a crossroads right now because I think I'm level like 27 right now. And I'm kind of... Oh, man, I just don't know where I want to allocate my stats to because I'm I'm doing like I basically I'm making like a strength build because I think I like to double wield swords. I think that's the build I'm going to go with double wielding swords right now. I have my katana and a pickaxe, which that's really fun. I kind of like that, but I think I want to add like another katana at some point. So I think what I'm going to do is I feel like. Now, based on your foreshadowing, I don't know, but I feel like I beat the boss of Limgrave. So I feel like I should, theoretically, I should be able to go to anything in Limgrave. That's what I feel. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I feel like. I feel like maybe I should look up like cool things, like yeah, cool. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, I might look up like cool swords in Limgrave and see if I can like find something that that I might like. Because I keep seeing like other players and they just have like these really cool items and swords. And I'm kind of just, I don't know, not that I'm like not feeling it but i feel like i have very basic items so that's what i'm saying bro i definitely felt that way and and what happens is you know especially if you're up on like the other ring subreddits there's people who are like level 100 and they're still wearing the same dusty robes they get like from a mission early on and the game is designed for you to like explore past your means for you to go places maybe you shouldn't be yeah and you know you can get stuff that really can help you explore. Yeah, definitely. I might check that out because after I beat this night, I feel like once I beat this night, I'll feel free to, 
feel free to do that. But I'm having a great time at this game, man. Like, I, it's definitely hooked me. And I think what's interesting about this is I feel like it's made me appreciate other games, too. I don't know if you felt this way, but I kind of went back into Breath of the Wild since playing this. Just because I wanted to see how they felt different. And they're definitely different. I don't know. Have you felt that way? Have you played this and be like, damn, I should jump into X, Y, or Z just to see like if they're different at all? I have not. Actually, I haven't touched played anything since I was Damn. That's crazy. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, crazy, but that's really how it's been. I mean, this game like is really good. It's really fun. And it's like one of those games that with Elden Ring, like you really are rewarded for the time that you put into it, which I really like that. Nothing will make me not like a game more than like feeling like I spent hours doing something that didn't matter. And in this game, no matter what I'm doing, I feel like I'm getting better skill wise or like just understanding the combat better or like I really there was like one dude that just looked so scary to me and I was like, I'm going to try and get him. And I got him, dude. I got him. And I felt pretty proud about that. I don't know. I feel like this game is, is really rewarding that way. Literally, like, if you spend an hour, like, you're going to get some rooms. Uh, like, you can use those rooms to, like, upgrade all your stuff. So. Yeah. If you if you just, like, look around for 20 minutes, you're going to find items that will be useful for crafting or you can even sell them later. Yeah. Dude, I haven't crafted a single thing, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Definitely, definitely start crafting. Because I, I have this one item that's really useful. I have cotton feet. And I can use that and I can just land from high up. That's a really useful one. And also you can throw like fire pots. You can have starlight starlight shards, which gradually heal up my magic bar mm-hmm. so that I don't have to heal up myself. It's a pretty useful item. There's a ton of useful items. I have a, a fake rune. Mm-hmm. So basically, let's say I'm fighting a boss and I don't want to lose all my runes. I can use this before. And whenever I die, I keep all my runes. Oh, that's cool. It's like a substitute. That's cool. But you can, like, you still have to go back and collect that fake rune. I mean, yeah, you can collect it if you want to use it again. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I definitely had a moment where I, I lost some runes the other day and it hurt. Dude, that's a big tip I would tell you. It's like every last rune counts. So don't die necessarily because you could really help yourself with just like, the shop and the, the same goes with items i was selling all of my items early on for rooms and i was like yeah these items are worthless rooms are everything i just need to level up yeah that's not exactly what i'm it's doing really, it's really a balance to it you know you like everything you just got to balance it out learn how to you know put flames on your swords how to use poison how to you know just interface with the game in the way that it was meant to be interface with because if you utilize that facet of the game it'll make the game a lot more easy or not easy but just the quality of life will be a lot better yeah i mean dude there's so many systems so many mechanics you really like need to be in this world and like kind of just like feel it out and feel like what works and stuff you know and there's like just dude i'm everybody keeps talking about these ashes of war i don't know what those are Brandon. i don't know what those are dude honestly i barely use my ashes of war i got a bunch but that's because I use staffs mainly. I, I don't really use okay. anything besides my staffs. So the because if are... I equip anything else, mm-hmm. if I equip anything else, I'm going to have too much load. Have you paid attention to your equip load? Well, yes and no. I know that there's like the, the menu that you hold R2 or whatever, and then you can 
Also, I, I redid my controller. So I guess that would be you hold triangle and you can like hit the D-pad. Like how you call torrent. Yeah. What do you do for that? Do you hold triangle and then use the D-pad or? I go down on the D-pad and I press square. Okay. Well, I basically, it doesn't matter. I hold the right trigger and then, or I guess, I don't know what the button is on PlayStation. I guess is it like R? It's amazing. It's amazing that we can just have such different like things like it's beautiful yeah it speaks to the game and how fluid it is yeah that that really makes that really makes it so awesome for me that like i, I was able to redo my controller because i i did not like how they had it set up although i will say when i'm dual wielding now i will sometimes like hit that button i will hit the trigger button instead of the square button off of the instinct yeah yeah off of instinct so i think that maybe it would be good if I was dual wielding things. Like maybe I'm, I feel like maybe I messed myself up by switching it, but I'm kind of like, now that I'm here, I'm like, I feel so much better to use the face thing. So. Yeah, totally. But now that I'm thinking about it, man, maybe I should switch back. Maybe I'll try it on a different playthrough because like now that I'm thinking about it, I can't have my thumb on the stick because it's on the attack button. But if my attack button was the trigger, I could use the, the stick with my thumb and oh man maybe i did mess maybe i messed up <laughs> i don't know it feels good for me in the moment i'm gonna keep it what were you saying but like like i was saying with the equip load so if you pay attention to your stamina mm-hmm. every time you increase it your equip load gets affected increases and what your equip load basically is is how much equipment you can have you have an equipment menu where you can you know equip mm-hmm. everything that you run around with and that has weight. And so depending on how much weight you have, you have a load and different loads have different maneuverability in the game. So if you have a heavy load, you are going to move slowly and your dodge roll is going to be really, really small. You're going to have a small roll. It's also going to be really, really sluggish as opposed to a medium roll, medium load roll, which is going to be a lot more smooth and it's probably the role the load that you're operating at yeah, right I, was saying, I feel like since i haven't noticed i'm probably there yeah it's very smooth it's probably where like you're meant to be and then there i, I believe there's a low load and that's for people who are like sneaking around people who are like i love that you can sneak in this game man that really just adds to it to me and that's something that like i it feel does. like with, with ghost of tsushima man i really like that and like they had a whole sneaking and assassination mechanics but like the thing is with that i don't know i feel like there's you were really rewarded with like the game mechanics in that game to do that but i feel like it was always fighting itself like there's always a dichotomy because like in the story you were a samurai and it's like unhonorable to kill somebody from the back it's like whenever you would assassinate somebody the game would be like oh fuck you for doing this i mean like it didn't say that it was like it's kind of like, I'm, I'm unhonorable. And then I don't know. I just didn't like how the story kind of like progressed with that. But it feels like this way. It's like you kill the boss, you kill the boss, man. And I definitely like that. I will say there is like one class of enemy that is really tripping me up. And it makes me mad because it's, I don't know if they trip you up, but it's a class of enemy in Limgrave, the big triangle shield and the war picks. Is it the sentinels? No, no. They're, these are like low level enemies. Truthfully, like they just have a shield and a war pick. They're kind of like with the same, like the soldiers, like there'll be a soldier that'll have like a really long, big shield. And then they'll just have like a spear. I don't know. Maybe I don't have to like encounter them for very much longer, but those, those enemies, for whatever reason, they just trip me up. I don't like their timing is tripping me up. 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to just figure out the timing on certain things. Like, I know with certain spells, the timing is just weird. I'm getting up close. That's a lot of stuff. Like, I got to, like, anticipate and calculate. Well, so here's a lot of this game. Yeah. I bought a spell, man. I bought a fireball spell or something like that. An and incantation, I, maybe? I bought, yeah, I bought an incantation. I have to learn the spell, and I have a staff. And I can use the staff. The thing is, man, I feel like the samurai, I feel like you really have to max out a lot of stuff. So because you definitely have to like max out your health and stuff because you're kind of up and personal, right? You also have to max out your strength and dexterity so that you can like use your weapons. And then I also have found that I need to increase my magic or like, what's the one right under health? The one that's like the blue bar associated with it? FP. What's, what does that stand for? doesn't matter. I really have to increase my FP too because I have to use that to use my skill on my katana. Like my unsheath ability, man, that ability is really cool. But that's also the same. Isn't that the same bar as magic? Yeah, you use FP when you use the L2, like the special. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mine it's is like a... the, your skill, your skill. Yeah, exactly. It's your skill. I, I take my staff and I spin it and it like keeps everything away from pretty cool yeah so that's kind of where i'm at where i'm just trying to decide like because right now i have like i have i'm more focused on the other stats and that's like my secondary stuff. but then i'm also like i just got this really cool weapon and it uses faith and i need i need 10 faith and i i don't have 10 faith but i'm like i wouldn't need to like level up i think i have six faith i don't know should i even like bother leveling that i was like i don't even know if i'm gonna like this weapon well I would look at other people's builds. I mean, does anyone run like a samurai, you know, faith build? You know, how, how does that work out for them? That's what I would do. I just want to do it myself, man. <laughs> you know, I'm really surprised how I really like for a lot of games, like I look up a lot of stuff online, but for this game, for some reason, I'm just trying to, I just like doing it myself. Like I really like the experimentation with it. And I know that yeah, that's going to like, elongate my playtime and i'm gonna lose some runes you know but i don't know i'm having a, I'm having a blast with it they definitely support that experience because they would want you to make multiple you know characters multiple playthroughs or so yeah i i just kind of feel like i gotta accept the fact that i can't i won't be able to use every weapon and like there are just some weapons that are gonna look super cool that they're just not gonna work for my play style and stuff or my character build yep that's hard man because these things there they look really cool like they really made some really cool stuff in this game dude tell me about it bro they made some sick shit they really did i have so many weapons sitting in my inventory right now that i just like can't do anything but but i don't want to sell because i know they're worth more than like 500 or a thousand runes yeah so i'm just like you put them in your crate this year i could put in my crate you know that's a good idea i probably should just put in my crate for now yeah Damn, now I really want to get on a place in Elder Ring. I might have to do that. Well, do you have anything you want to say before we end it up? I want to say definitely check out Elden Ring if you haven't already. It's a great title. Easily one of the best games in the last five years, and it's going to win a ton of awards. Thank you. Which is now why you should play games. But <laughs> you should play games because they're fun, and this game is awesome. Yeah. Thank you to the creators of this game. Seriously guys did a great job and thank you guys for tuning in yeah thank you for tuning in really quick on that though i feel like there's a lot of 
I mean, like we love video games, Brandon. Like we talk about it on a podcast, you know, I feel like we're, we're definitely in a certain, you know, I guess percentage of, you know, people that love video games. And I just feel like to the point that we have a podcast, (laughs) I feel like we love it when like games push what they can be, or I guess push the medium. And I feel like it's not very often that a game will come out and do that. You know what I mean? And I feel like Elden Ring is, is definitely doing that. And I feel like, I don't know, man, I just feel like it's really cool. Like it's a really cool moment to like just be playing it and be talking about it. So happy that we're doing that, man. But also, I don't know. I want to play like a Game Boy Advance game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my gaming energy is, man. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, yeah. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you like our podcast, the the best way to you know help support us is to share it with a friend. If you'd like to support us in other ways, you can support us on Patreon. Might be doing some new stuff here with that soon, and we've been talking about some ideas. So we're pretty excited just moving forward. You know. Coming into the coming into spring, we've got big spring energy. We're just gonna, you know, maybe try and improve the podcast in some small ways. And I don't know, learning and growing, man. Super excited. It's an exciting time. So thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And let's go, let's go play some Elden Ring, Brandon. Let's do it. Cross the fog to the lands beyond. Or was it lands between? <laughs> lands between. <laughs> Cross the fog to the lands between. All right, see you. (laughs) Peace in the streets.